As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see. Welcome to Home Group. It's Wednesday and we're going to have a blast tonight. We're talking about how to keep the devil out of your life. And by the way, you can download this study guide for free at renner.org right now. But Denise, when I said how to keep the devil out of your life, you know what came to my mind? Yes, I know. What? Keep, 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 keep the devil. Keep, keep, keep the devil in jail. Keep, Keep, keep the devil in jail. Keep the devil in jail. Keep the devil in jail. And who used to sing that? Paul Renner. Yes. He sang it all the time when we were driving in the car. <laughs> keep, keep, keep the devil in jail. Yeah. Then you'd sing it faster and faster. Yeah, and, faster. and then you'd go, keep the devil in jail. Really loud. I remember <laughs> sitting in our house in Tulsa. <laughs> In the big room with the green carpet, yeah. and it had a white strip around the That's edge. That's right. That yeah. was our last house in America. And you were traveling, and you decided to send Dad a yes. recording. And yes. you guys sang that. And I we still have it. Sat down in front of the recorder yes. and sang that yes. song. Now, that's the only memory I have about that song, but I'm, I'm assuming it came from somewhere. So oh, you just made it oh. up. I was teaching on spiritual warfare back in those days. He was in the back of the seat, back in, you were in the back, back, seat, in the back the, seat, in the back seat of the car, and you all the time saying, keep the devil in jail. And we say, amen. But anyway, we're doing a series called <laughs> How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life. And it comes with a series. The back of it says, how to build a wall of protection around your life. You can do it. And we want you to get my book called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy and Dress to Kill. And just before we started tonight, I was looking at this book. You guys, this is really an amazing book. Look at the size of that book. It's, it's a big. thick one. I kind of forgot how big it is. And it has pictures. Oh, I love pictures. The pictures are worth the whole book. Oh, my goodness. It will just make spiritual weaponry come alive. But if you don't have this, please order your copy. You can get it at our website. And by the way, if you need prayer... Please write us prayer at renner.org or call us 1-800-742-5593. The moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to put our faith together with you. And if you would, it'd be great if you subscribed, liked, tapped on the bell. It'd be great if you became friends with us on Facebook. And of course, visit renner.org because there's more there for you than is available uh, on social networks. And if you need prayer right now, please contact us at prayerrenner.org or email us at prayerrenner.org or you call us by 1-800-742-5593. We really believe in the prayer of a righteous man. Amen. But hey, let's go back to where we left off last night. Last night we told the story about the naked lady. If you didn't hear last night, go to the archives. And by the way, this is also what I'm teaching on the regular TV program every day this week. But tonight we're all going to be talking about it together with you and with our home group. But in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, Peter says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And we saw in last night's home group that the word vigilant is the word Gregorio. And I said that if your name is Greg or Gregory, that's where your name comes from. The Greek word Gregorio means to be vigilant, but specifically it was used when something evil was trying to find its way inside. And rather than just throw open the door and say, come on in, well, a smart person would put up a barricade. He'd put bars on the windows. He'd put up an alarm system, do something to make sure that evil never got on the inside. That is the word vigilant. 
And Peter says, you need to be serious. Be sober, be serious. Then he tells us why. Because there's an evil force out there that wants to wiggle its way into your life. It's looking for an open door or a crack or a window or some way to get in. And then Peter identifies the evil force. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil. He's talking about the devil, but my friends, we can keep the devil out of our lives. But in that verse, he calls the devil an adversary. Well, you say, well, of course he's an adversary. But wait, 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 wait. There is so much more to it than just the word adversary. In Greek, it is the word, are you guys listening? Antidikas. Okay, let's all say it. Antidikas. What in the world does it mean? I'm going to read to you from my notes. The word adversary. Are you ready? The Greek word antidikos depicts a lawyer who argues in a court of law. It is a prosecuting attorney. It's really the word for a prosecutor. So you could translate it, the devil who is a prosecutor. A prosecutor who argues against the accused. To bring a guilty charge against a person on the basis of his past actions. Mm. An attorney who brings formal charges against the accused because he has committed some kind of legal violation. Well, you know, that's what a prosecutor does. He prosecutes people based on what he knows about them. Mm -hmm. If the person has done nothing, then he has no way to prosecute them. If they're living right, they're abiding by the law, they're never going to be prosecuted. But a prosecutor looks for a crack, he looks for a violation, he looks for something they've done wrong, and then he uses that information to enter into their life to bring them down. That is the word that is used here. And in this verse, Peter's telling us how the devil works. He works like a prosecutor. He doesn't just show up in our lives. He looks for some way to get in, or like a prosecutor, he looks for a violation. A violation. What do I mean by a violation? A violation may be not eating right. You violate natural laws, the devil finds it, and he says like a prosecutor, there it is. That's what I'm going to use to get into that person's life. They never rest. They wear themselves out. The devil says, ah, they're breaking the law of God. They don't even ever take a Sabbath. That's a violation. Through that violation, I can enter in and begin to break down their health. Or the devil sees a husband and wife who never talk, never spend any time together. They begin to grow apart, and the devil says, there it is. That's the violation. He finds a crack, and through that, he slips in to begin to affect their marriage. Or how about families? that don't take good care of their finances. Mm -hmm. They just use credit cards nonstop, and the devil sees their finances are getting out of control, and the devil says, there it is, there's the violation, and he slips through that violation and really gets in their life and messes them up, and then they scream and they say, oh, the devil's in my finances, and he really is. But how did he get in there? Somebody opened the door, there was a violation. Or how about somebody who never tithes? They just never tithe. Then they get in a fix. And the devil says, I'm going to prosecute them. I'm going to take them down through their own personal disobedience to God and the issue of the tithe. The devil is a prosecutor. 
He's a prosecutor, but he cannot prosecute unless he finds a violation. And I said to you in the last program that I want you to get my book called Dress to Kill, which is about spiritual weaponry. But the highest level of spiritual warfare is what? Living right. Living right. Mm -hmm. When you live right and you do right, when you give your tithe, when you love your spouse, when you're not watching what you shouldn't watch, every door is closed, every window is sealed, every crack is sealed, and the devil can find no entry place. He can no place find no place of violation mm -hmm. through which he can enter in. And by the way, we need to help each other to live right. Denise and I help each other. We talk to each other about the way we're thinking, the way we're reasoning. We all help each other. We can help each other to live right. And if we really love each other, we'll call to attention those areas where we need to do better. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you a personal testimony. About four years ago, I'd gained a lot of weight, a lot of weight. We'd been through a big building program, and I'd put on weight during that building program, and I was just getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And, you know, when you get heavy, sometimes you don't realize it because you see yourself in the mirror every day, and you adjust to your size. And I did not realize how big I had become. And I just kept eating and eating and kept saying, well, one of these days I'm going to get to that. And it really began to affect my health. In fact, I began to fall. And I began to fall pretty often. And my family became very concerned about me. So one night we had a big dinner and they waited till after I ate. And then they trapped me. And they said, Dad, honey, it's time for you to deal with you. A door has been opened for the devil and the devil's trying to kill you. And you know what? It made me mad as fire that night. I threatened to fire Paul. I was so mad at Denise because they were confronting me and I was cornered. I was cornered. And what they did for me was the most loving thing they could have done for me. It was so loving. It really awakened me to the fact that I had opened a door and the devil was trying to take me down. And they didn't just confront me. They had a whole plan. I was suddenly taken to a place where I could exercise and begin to lose weight. And it was the kindest, most wonderful thing they did for me. And today, I am more than 100 pounds lighter wow. than at that time. Congratulations. Isn't that amazing? Wonderful. I was 100 pounds heavier. And from that time until now... I have exercised and exercised. I exercise this morning. I do push-ups every morning of my life except Sunday. I really am very committed. But it began when my family loved me enough to say, Dad, honey, it's time to deal with this. The door is wide open for the devil to take you down. And do you know what I believe? I believe that if my family had not loved me enough to do that, I don't know that I would be sitting here today because I was really getting large. It was an act of love. And I want to say thank you to you guys right now, right on home group as I'm spilling my guts in front of the whole world. It was really an act of love. And sometimes when you have a violation in your life, you've done something wrong, you need somebody to help you close the door. You may need somebody to help you. If you need somebody to pray with you and you don't have anybody else, call us. But you need to make, you may need to make yourself accountable to somebody who will say, are you doing right? Are you using your credit cards? 
Have you stopped doing what you know you're supposed to stop doing? Have you stayed consistent with your decision to exercise? Are you really sticking with your diet? Now, friends, I'm not trying to bring judgment or condemnation on anybody, but I'm telling you, if you look at the majority of people's problems, the majority of people are being destroyed by things they know they need to deal with. Isn't that the truth, Denise? Yes, I think that is the truth. People who are eating wrong, and they say, I shouldn't eat like this. But they just keep doing it and keep doing it. And then they have high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. and they have sugar diabetes, and then they say, please pray for me. The devil's destroying my health. Well, we'll be happy to pray, but you know what? He's going to come right back unless you make a change. Or people who just use their credit cards like crazy, Mm -hmm. and they never stop. Well, we're happy to pray for God to work a miracle, and God is so good, God will work a miracle. But if you don't change things, the devil's going to come right back in. He is a antidikos. He is a prosecutor. I'm, I'm remembering the Bible verse where it says if you cast out the demons, they come back. And if you don't change, they're going to come back to that person. That's exactly right, John. We have to change. It's, it's wonderful to ask for forgiveness, be forgiven, have a miracle done in your life. But we need to appreciate that miracle enough to actually make a change. You know, it's a dialogue. It has to go both ways. God will do a work in your life, but he's expecting you to do some things too. You know, just today we were in the car and we were talking about weight. Because, and I was actually rejoicing. We were talking about what we were going to do tonight on home group. And I was talking about how much I rejoiced that you guys confronted me and helped me close that door and I lost all that weight. And we were talking about weight. You know what? It costs a lot of money to gain weight because you eat more than you're supposed to eat. That's a lot of money. You just eat and eat and eat and eat. Then your clothes don't fit you. And then you have to get a brand new wardrobe. And probably your wardrobe is going to keep expanding because that's the way it goes if you don't put a halt to it. It's very expensive. You're eating amounts of food you shouldn't eat. You're having to switch out your clothes all the time. And then... You start hiding in dark colors because you're so ashamed of your size and you don't want anybody to notice. And then when you finally make a decision to close the door and start losing weight, it takes a lot of money to lose weight. You may have to go to a doctor. You may have to get somebody to help you. That costs a lot of money. And then if you've lost a lot of weight, you may have to have skin removal surgery. That is very, very expensive and very, very painful. If you need to do it, do it. It's good for you. And I said, you know what the easiest thing is? Eating right. (laughs) If you just eat right, you don't have any of that. Mm -hmm. But that is how simple it is when our problems begin. Our, Our problems really can be solved quite simply. If we'll just do right, the blood pressure will go away. Sugar diabetes will disappear. Your creditors will stop knocking on your door. When you just do right, it just slams the door shut and the devil has no more access. But you know what? I'm hearing something right now while I'm talking to you guys. I'm hearing somebody feeling condemned. Jesus is not a condemner and there's no reason to be condemned. Condemnation doesn't help anybody. That doesn't change anybody. Making a decision will do everything. So don't say, oh, I'm so bad, or he's talking about me. That's ridiculous. That is just pity. That's flesh. That doesn't help. You just need to say, you know what? I'm going to buckle up and say amen. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to buckle up and say, all right, 
Okay, Jesus. It's time for me to do something about this. And the power of God will join itself to you. That is amazing. God is waiting on you to make a decision. That's the power of repentance. The word repent is the Greek word metanoeo. It doesn't mean cry. It doesn't mean feel bad. It has nothing to do with regret or guilt. None of that. Just kiss all that goodbye. The word repent, the Greek word metanoeo, means to change the way you're thinking or to make a decision. Mm -hmm. God's just waiting for you and me to make a decision. And the moment we decide we're going to close the door, stop the violations, guess what happens? God shows up. God shows up. The weight begins to fall off. Victory begins to come into your life. You begin to have small little victories in your finances, which then gradually become bigger and bigger and bigger finances. God just shows up when you make a decision. Decision, decision Paul. It's amazing that our decisions, the decisions we make right now, they affect eternity. They affect our lives. And when you make a decision, it's the same way salvation works. When you make a decision, God sees the decision you make. He can tell you're making a decision. He, can, he sees your attitude when you make a decision. So make a decision. And when you say something out loud, God pays attention to what you say. It's amazing that the creator of everything. Yes, Joel. I'm thinking about how you lost weight. And I really believe that when you lost weight, it added at least 10 years back to your life. Oh, I'm sure of it. I really believe that. And I think that whenever you get out of debt or you get your finances in order, it gives you freedom. Whenever you take control of your life, it gives back to you. It does. It really does. Discipline is liberating. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking just now about Judas Iscariot. In Matthew chapter 27, verse 3, it says that when Judas saw what he did, he repented of himself and went out and hanged himself. Well, when you repent, you don't commit suicide. Mm -hmm. That word repent is not the word metanoia, which is the word repent. It is the Greek word metamelomai, which describes regret, swallowed up in self-pity, self-sorrow, I'm just so bad, self-condemnation. It doesn't change anything. It's death. In fact, the Bible even says it leads to death. The sorrow of this world produces death. But the work of the Spirit, real conviction and repentance, it leads to change that is totally liberating. Denise? I think one of the most powerful words we can say to God is yes. And, and I know that takes a huge surrender, depending on what it is that's trying to hold you or what's got you. But, the, but when we can say yes, it's really his mercy, even the conviction, or maybe you want to turn this, this show off right now, even the conviction that might be coming on you right now that's the mercy of God. Don't, oh, don't, don't receive guilt. Don't mm -hmm. receive condemnation. That's not from him. But the mercy is calling out to you because, you know, I, I, I've said to myself, and, and you've probably done this too, if you fought with weight, you look at yourself, you can't stand yourself, you put on your clothes, they don't fit right, you go through this ritual, it takes <laughs> mental, mental, mental uh, energy, 
you, you don't like it. You, do, you look in the mirror and go, well, I guess this is the best I can do. And you keep wearing the same clothes because the other clothes that you wore, they don't fit you anymore. So you have to keep wearing these same clothes. And so I've done this. And, and one time I thought, you know what? I'm putting myself through so much misery. If I just say, yes, God, I'll do that. I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. Then I just saved myself all that mental torment. And I have more clothes to wear. Now, that's really <laughs> very practical. But that's the way that our God is. He's very practical. And he's very merciful. And so I just want you to receive these words Amen. from the mercy of God. But you know, in 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may, what? Devour. 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 We're talking about a devouring force. It devours your finances. Mm -hmm. You know, when Denise and I were young, we were so stupid about money. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't just have a crack. We threw open the garage door and asked the devil to come <laughs> in. We were just so dumb. And you know what? He was really sincere. We were just dumb. Just dumb. And sometimes you got to go to somebody to teach you how to do right. We had to have somebody speak into our life to help us learn how to handle finances so we could close the garage door and the devil quit coming in to devour us. You may need to have somebody teach you how to eat. You may have to have somebody speak into your life about your marriage or buy a book, read a book. Books always help. But the word devour is the Greek word katapino. Ay, ay, ay. The word pino is the word which means to drink. The word kata means down. When you compound it together, katapino means to drink down, to fully consume, or to slurp. <laughs> Which means the devil's not just after your meat, he's after your juices. Wow. Total liquidation. He wants to ravage you, leave nothing left of you but juices, and then he wants to hang over you and say, <laughs> until there's nothing left of you. Wow. And my friend, I can tell you as a pastor, Paul can tell you as a pastor, Denise, Joel, we can tell you by ministry to our partners. Many people's lives are being devoured. They're being devoured because the door has been opened and the devil, who is a prosecutor, has said, ah, oh, there it is. That's the way to take them down. Now, here's what people don't like about this teaching, and I know it. They don't like it because it means they have to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. We always like it when somebody will just pray for us, and that's always good. Or we like it if somebody lay hands on us or cast the devil out of us or bind the devil. But if you don't personally do something, they're going to keep laying hands on you, binding the devil. You're going to have to have somebody else helping you all the time because the door remains open. Mm -hmm. Personal responsibility means, you know what? The devil is a prosecutor. He's looking for my personal violations. Wow, this is amazing. It's why I believe your morning prayer time is so important. I know that when I spend my time reading my Bible in the morning, I'm not just reading. My heart is wide open for the Holy Spirit to show me any area in me that needs 
to self-correct. And guys, I want to tell you something. It is easier to self-correct mm -hmm. than to be corrected. I would choose self-correction over discipline and correction any day. And if you'll listen tonight, and if you'll listen to the Holy Spirit every day and every hour because He's talking to you all the time, and if you'll take what He says and self-correct, you can stop the devouring. Paul? I like to go to the chiropractor. And when I go to the chiropractor, every single time he tells me, sit up straight. I was just sitting here with one leg over the other, just comfortably sitting here. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I could hear Velodia talking to me and saying, sit up. Don't put one leg on the other. Make sure you remove your telephone from your back pocket. Sit straight. Talk straight. Look straight. He, all, he, he says it every single, and every single time he says the same thing. It's so simple. And every once in a while he says, hey, you're doing a good job. I can tell a difference. I think, oh, that's so relieving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know. But it doesn't change. Every single time I go to the chiropractor, and I go there more often than I need to. I don't have back problems, but I like to go just because, you know, he makes all these cracking sounds, and, and then all of a sudden I feel so good. Uh, but he says the same thing every single time. It doesn't change. Every single time I go, I think, he's going to tell me again, sit up straight. He's going to tell me to stand up straight. Keep doing the right thing. It will make a difference. Amen. You just got to keep doing the right thing. You know, I wrote Dress to Kill because in the late 1980s, there was so much nonsense teaching about spiritual warfare. Just craziness. And I decided that we needed a biblical approach to spiritual warfare and armor. And you know what I found out? The words warfare are used in Paul's epistles five times. All five times they're used in connection with the head, which means if you want to defeat the devil, it starts in your head. It's the way you think. You make decisions. That's the greatest kind of spiritual warfare that a person can commit. Joel? Wow. Paul, I was thinking about your story about the chiropractor. I think he misses you. I think it's very interesting. <laughs> Because before you get to the chiropractor, you're already starting to step straight. That's the truth. <laughs> you're already thinking, and it's the truth. Before you go get help, you're already thinking, oh, I need to fix some things before I go see that person. That's the truth. And that's good. We need people on our in our life to keep us in order. To I make really us sit up straight. That. To keep us sitting up straight, to keep a good marriage, to keep good finances. We need people in those categories who can help us be right. It will really give you freedom. The truth is... When you take care of yourself consistently, it gives you freedom to do things that you want to do. You guys, truth. we're out of time. But when we come back tomorrow night, we're going to pick up right here. And tomorrow night, we're going to see the names of the devil in the New Testament. Okay. You see all the names of the devil, ay, 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 then you know why we need to keep him out. But this has been good, and we pray for the power of the Holy mm. Spirit to help you make right decisions, to Amen. end every violation, and we speak the power of God to join you in your decision. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.